0: lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 45 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And in today's episode, my very special guest, Maylan has come to talk to us about the discovery of our ideal body. She has a fascinating story and very interesting perspective on the topic, given that she has lost her sight and has been blind since her teenage years. And she talks about that even though she's not able to scroll through Instagram, looking at quotations, the perfect body uh, out there, that she still struggles with looking at herself from the inside out and feeling content with what she sees, the number on the scale and how that has impacted her, her body image and her relationship with food. She has a very unique perspective, and I'm very excited to share it with you today. So let me properly introduce you to Maylan. As a consciousness coach and business owner, she makes everything into an opportunity for growth and self-discovery. Becoming blind has challenged and invited her even more to dig into topics such as self-love, body image, and weight. Maylin, a 29 years old woman from Belgium, running her own business and usually outside of COVID situations, a traveler, surfer, and adventurer will share some of her journey with weight, food, and her body with us today. Here is Maylin. Hello, Maylin. I am so pleased to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hello. And today we're going to talk about something that's actually very dear to my heart, which is this personal journey towards finding our ideal weight and a relationship with our body and food. And I think you have such a unique take and perspective on this topic. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to hear all about it. But Mm -hmm. before we jump in, I love to start by asking all the guests to define what does confidence mean to you?
1: Ah. Uh confidence, when you ask me like what what comes up right away is two things. Uh on the one hand, for me it relates with trust and faith. And really for me, when I'm confident, it is connected to I dare, I trust, leaning into life, a situation, the person I'm working with, I'm talking with, my relationship. Like when I'm confident in a situation, I have enough trust and faith and I dare to really lean into the situation, lean into life, lean on life. Um and the other thing that comes up is also confidence is a is a picture that we have kind of a, like a, a condition or like a measurement we hold up against ourselves. Uh mm. at least that's what I've done. <laughs> this image <laughs> of a confident woman, a confident person, uh a confident coach. That's what I do for a living. So Confidence is also the there's like this true authentic confidence, which is the trust and the daring to to trust and to lean into and there's the yeah inauthentic I guess is the opposite <laughs> the the image of I have to be confident and that's like something I can also use against myself, and it's usually very conditional and it it's based on like a yeah an an an, an image a fantasy uh yeah. That I didn't use to measure myself. So, yeah. Yeah. I
0: love the distinction, actually, because a lot of times when we hear the word just, you know, on a very superficial level, the second part of your definition is usually what most women relate to, right? Is this mm-hmm. very much like a side of fantasy of in our heads and we all have a version of it. Whereas when you go into the other side of that authenticity, which is essentially when we are most present and giving the most true versions of ourselves, it is a lot more, I would say achievable because that's just you being you, me being me, right? So it's, yeah. I I love that the the distinction that you made, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Hey there, are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress. If you were tired of all the, all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you, it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass, Or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. So in terms of the whole discovery of your ideal weight and your relationship with your body Give us an insight <laughs> about your story. I know it's a it's a big question but It's a big a sl- one.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, give us
0: a sliver of it.
1: It's it's a big one cuz I feel it's an ongoing journey and being on the journey of finding my ideal weight, finding my relationship with my body, getting to know my body, befriending my body, all of that journey while being on the journey, I'm only discovering how early it already started. Yeah. So I'm 29 right now and I I did I think until I was like 23 24 I had this idea like I've never I had never struggled with weight I've always had a healthy weight I I had a healthy relationship with food I always thought like I'm on that aspect of life I'm good I've I've got this (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then when I was 24 yeah I'm thinking around that age um I finished studying I, I studied abroad like I did all the 20 something adventures I was really on top of the world and I realized that okay, my my weight is kind of getting yeah I'm getting heavier uh which I still I still felt like I have a very average body and there's nothing uh problematic about it but I started to notice and then I started to notice that I was gaining more weight and then um I had um yeah medical conditions so I had I I have a visual impairment uh, and I was losing my eyesight, but I also had a lot of eye surgery. So I was a lot in the hospital. And so my my fitness and my <laughs> my weight were not like the first priority. Uh, my eyes were. And then at a medical checkup, something, nothing too serious. I, they put me on the scale and, uh, and it said 72 kilos and I'm one meter 60. And that was a number that I had never expected. I was pretty shocked. And I, but it wasn't the topic of of the checkup my weight was was irrelevant so to speak but it stuck with me for months like that's a lot like I felt like whoa and I've and then I started to realize like okay I actually also don't feel very healthy and fit and I might want to change things and then uh, that's where I really I think in a course of like six months from totally blissfully unaware (laughs) I became very aware and I started to look for ways to lose weight in a healthy way so I was very I think this is very difficult it's the trend of the time to it like weight um, and health and we want to do it healthy and organically and vegan and all of that you <laughs> free and all of those things that were also getting to me and so I looked for a way to lose weight um, and the more I I digged into it the more, the more I was looking for it I was reading about it I was talking about it with people the more it became a thing and there was a point where I thought like okay, I'm just kind of talking myself into this being a thing, but then, as I said before, I think I was just blissfully unaware how much happens between me as a person and my physical body yeah. <laughs> to two, uh, to um yeah two parts of me um and then i I were like the the peak of of my uh weight journey was when I started to eat keto so uh, no carbs no sugar and of course I started to lose a lot of weight very quickly because that's what it does and it was magic to me it was magic like okay this what I silently start to dream of this for me was uh, 58 kilos it's actually achievable in a couple of months wow and I learned a lot about food I learned a lot about health I Uh, doctors look at it traditionally but also what else is possible i learned a lot and i it's it's i tapped into this i can create my body i can shape it i can sculpt it the way i want Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) came the next phase um where i where i got pretty obsessed with so if my body is not perfect it's because i'm not shaping it uh, well enough. I'm not doing my best. I don't have enough discipline. It's all that. Then, then it turned this possibility turned into responsibility, turned into guilt. Right. Um, where then, if I do fast forward to like where I am now, lockdown, COVID situation, stuff. Food was almost the only thing we could do <laughs> <laughs> and restrictions. Where I gained a lot of the weight that I lost so quickly with keto. Uh, where I gained almost all of it again. and But where I realized it's as if it's bringing me to the next level now. Um, yes, I want to lose the, the, the weight that I gained, but not only in a healthy way, as I said uh, three years ago, but in a way that is also mentally healthy. Because the way I thought about food last year was very close to an obsession, to an eating disorder. 90% of my thoughts were about what did I eat? What should I eat? What should not I have not eaten? What will yeah. I eat? What do I want to eat? <laughs> um, so that's where I'm now. But I skipped one magical part actually of um, of my keto journey because I'm I'm not uh, an advocate pro or or against keto. There's mm-hmm. I mean lots to say about it, uh, and there's a lot lots of good things about it. But what I realized when I lost the weight that I gained and and I was at my ideal weight, so it was, I don't know where I got that number. I guess it was a bit based on traditional, what is a healthy weight for my length, etc. But also kind of intuitively, I felt like I think 58 feels good to me. And so when I was there, uh, I was afraid that losing weight was going to be the whole thing, like the less the better, and I was going to go really under my weight uh, but when i was at 80 um, 57 i felt like no this is this is not this is too little and i also felt i don't want to get any skinnier i don't want to lose any more weight and so i actually also uh kept an eye on staying on and on that weight and not losing any weight and the magical thing was i didn't change my diet like so after 3 months i continued eating keto and i also didn't lose any I've, i never went below Uh, 57 and the magical thing was that i still could see the things i didn't like about my body like my my upper legs are 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 bigger than i don't know a barbie doll probably (laughs) (laughs) kind of ideal um, yeah yeah, between brackets not really ideal but what we're taught that is a perfect uh female body i still saw my legs were shorter and 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 i don't know my shoulders were wider and whatever things that were not matching that perfect image. Yeah. But I didn't really care anymore. And that was, for me, a magical discovery. And that's where I'm still, what I still hold very dear to my heart and to my <laughs> brain, I guess. <laughs> um, there is a point where comparison with someone else and where measuring myself against this ideal fantasy, um, it's like the... It's like a plant that can't get the root to the ground anymore because you 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 took away the the soil or something. I don't know if that makes right. sense, but yeah. the foundation of like, I'm not happy with my body isn't there anymore because I'm at a weight that works for me and my body. And then comparing with someone else and all the toxic uh, measurements, they, they can't really, yeah, they can't get their roots in, the, in that soil anymore because it's not there anymore. And that's right. for me, the magical balance of like, yes, sculpting and shaping your body to that ideal. And then also, yeah, what I said, not, not slipping into guilt or slipping into it has to be something that you actually don't want. There is, when I get it quiet enough inside myself and <laughs> silent enough, there is a voice that clearly says, this is right for you. Um, But then you don't have to like overshout it with uh with what society says, or what I don't know, whoever says.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, thank you so much for sharing. And mm-hmm. that voice, a lot of times, especially what it should look like, and you know, I call it the duty words. What we need to do, what we should do, what we have to do. Those <laughs> are usually. Uh, to me, like clear impositions, right, of somebody else's value system, somebody else's priorities that we just internalize that and we kind of make it our own, almost like the voice in our heads, but it kind of comes from everything around us. And I just wanted to point out a couple of things aside that, um, Something you said that's really true and very interesting that you said that before you're blissfully unaware, right? Until that one time you step on the scale at the doctor's office and you saw the number. And I had another guest last year, I would say early ish, like, I don't know, a few months into COVID last year. And she made a similar comment that she said that, you know, after all these months at home without having to really put on your fancy pants and zip them, you know, it's the gradual, right? Like little by little that you don't notice. And then until you put those clothes that used to fit you like two years ago and they don't zip. So she kind of made a similar point in terms of how interesting until we have something that really shifts that perspective, right? That we may not even be bothered by our bodies and then something happens and then perspective change and now we're in this journey Uh, so I just wanted to sort of point it out I also love what you said about you know when you saw the possibility then it went into responsibility and then it went into guilt right so let's talk a little bit more about that when it comes to the guilt that you felt what was
1: that specifically Hmm. it's a it's a it's a tough question because it's Especially now that I gain a lot of weight again, it's very present. Mm -hmm. Um, so feeling guilty, yeah, guilty about what I put in my mouth, guilty about the the meters I didn't run, (laughs) about (laughs) the steps I didn't, didn't make, like those kind of things. But also, there's another layer to the guilt is if I, if I really, if my body would speak, I wonder how angry it would be at me Uh, and I wonder angry from or angry about what are you putting me through like can I not just imagine my body was like my best friend or my child or my lover like can I not just gain a couple of kilos without you getting on my case (laughs) can I not be me and shift weights go with the seasons and without you not wanting to live inside of me anymore like I feel sometimes that's what it would actually say and that's what it maybe tries to say also and 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 I don't really find a way to yeah like you would do with a child you don't give it everything it wants and you don't spoil it but you also don't starve it (laughs) like (laughs) I guess finding that balance um that's what I what I now feel guilty about but I also feel guilty about what crap have I put in you the last year that you gained 10 kilos without really any medical reason for it or I didn't really take good care of you but then sometimes I think like maybe in those years I my weight was less maybe I didn't take good care of you either and and this unshakable idea that my body has to fit in one shape (laughs) one (laughs) mold and then every inch outside of those lines is too much uh I can't really yeah I can't shake that that it has to be different and it's only good when like the conditionality of it Um, yeah I think it's part of our society and it's it's Everybody finds something to get grip if they, if they are in a COVID <laughs> situation, for example. Having a disability is also a challenge. And then somehow a couple of years ago, it's as if my mind finds a hook to then hang on to uh, when things get tough. Like, yeah, that's how eating disorders usually originate, I guess. Yeah. And that's what my mind has started to do, I think. Um, so I guess that's where the guilt is also about. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I had
0: another guest mention that for her, food was almost like this reliable friend she could always count on, right? And I think a lot of women feel this way. But also sometimes it's almost like a way to get emotional relief, right? So there's all this, I would say, jobs that food and quote treats or whatever we call it perform for us, and it is a very deep definitely a very deep issue, right? Because it is, you know, this almost like a back and forth, almost like an inner conflict that so many women go through in different forms. A way that I like to look at it is no different than, say, somebody that has money problems. For example, in, in that scenario, money is almost like the tool through which they're here to grow and expand themselves. I feel that's true as well. And that's what I love about the field of weight management is our way to relationship with food is how we are here to grow and learn, if that makes sense, right? Because like mm-hmm. a lot of the things you said, you know, really put you on a path to such deep Discovery, inner discovery, and you know, if it wasn't for those quotations, food struggles, you may not have gotten as deep writing some concepts, and probably so much beautiful transformation came to you that you help clients with, even in parallel, even in different fields, in business, for example, right? um So that's how I look to myself when I have my weight struggles and all my clients and you know people I interact with. It is kind of like opportunity for growth, and is our mechanism through which we learn. We all have different mechanisms, but I just find I like that perspective on food. Um, No, that's wonderful. And I also love what you said about, say, going on a diet without taking into consideration the mental toll that it takes, right? Because it's so easy to cross that line into restricting self and, like you said, blaming yourself for food choices Mm -hmm. and things like that. So looking at your personal story and especially what you said about you know your disability and losing your vision how did that play out in how you see the world
1: Mm, so how my uh, experience with dieting and, and weight management and then what I've seen and then having a disability how did that influence the way I look at the world yes definitely I see Uh, i see even more how how conditioned our society or like how conditioned we are by society and how there's a lot of uh there's so many statements and beliefs about who we should be and i say we i think for example as a woman that's only yeah i I cannot speak for men because i identify (laughs) as a uh, and it, it definitely goes for men as well, I'm sure. But what I feel there's, um, actually being aware of my relationship with my body, my relationship with my weight, with food, and then being fully blind since I was a kid. I, there's something I can say it's magical or it's catastrophic, <laughs> but, um, there is an image of what a woman should look like that is actually cultural, but, um, I think we tend to believe that it's because the media and the magazines and Instagram and I guess it's a it's a, a big tool to enhance this perfect ideal uh, fantasy but I'm blind I I don't scroll through Instagram pictures yeah. I don't read magazines I don't see these women on on the catwalk I don't see them and still I'm so conditioned by it for me that is I work as a consciousness coach. So I work with, with, um, with consciousness, with spiritu- spirituality, with mental constructs, with limiting beliefs and all these things I work with my clients. And for me, it's still so I want to say, I wanted to say mystery, but it's not a mystery. But it's for me, it's, it's the magic of how, how we as spiritual beings work that even if I don't see all of that, even if I'm not bombarded with this visual information, it is as if it's in the air (laughs) like my (laughs) brain picks it up and I haven't seen for years and still I beat myself up with this of this perfect woman it's not that my friends are constantly describing what the perfect we don't even really talk about but it's so subtle in in energy in collective consciousness it's there and that is I mean, I I said magical and catastrophical because it feels like shit. We never get rid of this. (laughs) And like, it's even if you close your eyes, literally, like it's haunting you. And at the same time, for me, it's magic because it works with other things as well. If we're all focusing on health, if we're all focusing on self-love or unconditional love, if you want to make it any cheesier, (laughs) but if we, that's what we, what we upload in this collective cloud that we're all downloading from. There's something about connection. There's something about us as a collective creating something that we've done with this uh, image of a perfect body, but we can do that and reverse it. And the fact that we're talking and that you're investing energy in these topics and that I'm busy with it because I'm struggling with food and we're also uploading something something yes. important. And so growth is not an individual thing that we struggle all uh, just by ourselves, but we're doing something for a greater collective. And I, can, yeah, I can only, I can only testify for that because I, I have this image of this perfect woman downloaded in my system, from, from, yeah, not from the visual source. I love this so much.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> wow! Like
1: what a like mind is blown
0: over here. <laughs> that is incredible, <laughs> and that is so true. Like you just said, like you're not scrolling Instagram photos of potentially photoshopped bodies who knows it's not even that right but it's just this inner knowing of this para- parameter of health I guess or beauty or whatever standards right so mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it thank you so much for sharing that that is <laughs> so fascinating and I have one it more is, question right? for you before mm-hmm. um we learn how we can learn more about you and find about found out about your work is there a practical thing? It could be a tool, an exercise, a book, something that has impacted you in your journey towards you know getting closer to that inner knowing of your ideal weight mm-hmm. and you know how to potentially get out of that you know mind trap that some women find mm-hmm. themselves in terms of comparing to others, something in those lines? Anything mm-hmm. practical?
1: Um yeah, for me it's actually um on a daily basis and it's a challenge but like I think it works best if I do it daily is writing or talking or with my thoughts kind of talking to my body in a way of like just connecting with the wonder. It's for me it's really difficult because I, I have all these ideas of like how more fit I could be and acrobatic and all the goals I set for myself but then just pause daily and realizing how amazing as a as a tool, my body is. like it yes. my heart starts to beat from the moment I exist and will beat till i till I die. But also I've put it through crazy diets. I've put it through crazy extreme sports. i've I've sent it all around the world. i I de- deprived it from sleep, from food, from <laughs> and it's there. It's always oh. it's never said like, hey, you know what? you do this without me. It's always there. It, it doesn't have a choice, but it could also fail me. And it didn't. And it's for everybody who's listening, that's true because you're still listening, you're still breathing, you're still here. Whatever we put our bodies through, it's such a loyal partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I to just like take time for that. And sometimes I write it in my journal, sometimes I just think it, sometimes I say it to my partner, like, is that crazy what our body is still doing? <laughs> um, I guess that. It's a counterbalance for for all the goals I said and all the measurements we have. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: I love it. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually, more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones each for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release and I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. I always say that your body always got your back. Even, you know, I have a lot of (laughs) health issues myself with chronic pain and surgeries and things like that. And yeah, there are times when I couldn't get out of bed that maybe I do not fully believe that, but it's part of the journey and the evolution, right? But even back then, like you said, it didn't fail me. It was just something I had to go through, right? So I love the concept of that.
1: I think I want to add because I think it's important that you say that also. Like you can say that, and you know what it is to like have your body fail you in a certain way, so to speak. And for me, that I had that same journey, losing my eyesight uh, was a reaction of my body to medication, and it was tough. And sometimes I have this 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 story of like how how weak, how silly. Why can my body not be stronger? Blah blah blah. But if I look at becoming blind, has given me also. It's been tough, and it's a disability, and it's but it's given me my job. It makes me an amazing coach. I, uh, that's, a, that's my baseline. Also, I see beyond what is visible. It's given me a very full experience of life. So it's, it's as if my mind wouldn't have chosen becoming blind, but my body knew better. Like, this is our way. This is our path and let's go. So even there, it didn't feel me. It actually gave me something that I wasn't able to give myself and, and that I didn't, don't always see as a gift. But it knows very well what it's doing.
0: Yes, like that actually brings <laughs> like tears to my eyes. Like it really touched my heart. It just said that because I think that is truly the secret is when we are able to see both sides, right? It's easier to see in a disability or surgery and those things, the quotations, more obvious side of, you know, this is not what we want. But I think when we balance it truly in our hearts and develop that transcendental gratitude for the circumstances and start looking for all the ways that it actually has benefited us. And it's hard for some people at the core of their issue. It's hard to see it. I for sure would not have been able to see it 15 years ago when I was, you know, at the core of my, you know, mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. saying for me, like my life and my career, I own it completely to my body having its moments, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's what brought yeah. both of us here today, yeah. right? And that is exactly the yeah, perfection of can,
1: life. If you see that, you can only like be humble and, and yeah. admit that life. And I think your body is is such a, your body is always in the here and now. So it's so present to life and it communicates without any stories or conditions or beliefs. Your body just speaks the truth. That's what yes. I truly really believe. So it's so close to the wisdom of life, the universe. If you want to say God, if, if that's what you believe. Yeah. I mean, and if if you see, what, what you just said, then, then we can only be humble and, and admit that the body knows best. Yes. <laughs> and it's, right? I mean, it's a daily challenge. And I mean, three hours ago, I was thinking what to have for lunch. And then I was struggling with the opposite of that. But it's, it's that daily practice of returning to that wisdom that I think for me is the only way out of this matrix.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And it ties back to something you said at the beginning, right? It's the whole journey. And I think what I say to, women all the time is the more comfortable you get with the fact that you will always be on the journey as opposed to Mm -hmm. getting somewhere I think the easier it becomes right because it's not that one day you're going to wake up and everything is perfect because life without the other opposite of it is just not possible it's like physics like you know both sides of the magnet are needed right um, but I think a lot of times when we seek a lot of the one side without the negative, that's when we suffer because then we're always in lack. We're always resentful, you know, and it's really finding that balance on both sides. And I think journaling, like you said, is a very practical tool, right? Because it is a great way to almost like download it from the mind. There's like the motor skill of writing it down. So I think there is a a, a very nice way to integrate what we believe with our hearts. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I do different forms of it. Like I'm a really weird journaler, to be honest. Like <laughs> <think I'm> not <laughs> a traditional yet. But anyways, start for another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really helpful. And I think that's yeah. a great place to start as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoy learning more about you and our conversation. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, let it, tell us a little bit about your... Uh, business inside out and how we yes. can find you.
1: Ah, oh, inside out, my baby. Uh, <laughs> so it's my it's um it's my business where I do consciousness coaching. So I do one on one coaching where I uh, use my secret power of curiosity and where I just dig really deep and just asking questions. And um, I work with everybody who feels the calling to work with me. And what I usually see as a, like a thread throughout uh, all my clients is that they they're st- Usually in their mind, <laughs> they know somehow that that's not where the solution lies. But they're very, yeah, somehow stuck in the whole mind game. That's what I also know very well. And they want someone to sink in deeper into life, that leaning into. Um, and that's what I do. I'm, I'm I'm honest, I'm direct, but I'm also really gentle. And I'm just generally curious as a kid. So I go at that speed also of my curiosity. Oh, so and good. I'm really good at balancing the uh, seeing beyond the potential that you can see for yourself and also really staying by your side and not walking ahead. Um, so that's what I do. I do it in one-on-one sessions and I do it online to people all over the world. And um, yeah. And then I recently, and I'm actually excited to, to tell it to you today. <laughs> I recently, very recently last week started a new Instagram account where I actually want to share things as what we spoke about today and it's the influeater.world where I'll share my joy and love for food and all my struggles uh, on my journey so I guess that's where people can find me as well so that's influeater.world
0: that's wonderful and I'll put that on the show notes as well so we can just click away that's perfect (laughs) so thanks again for your time it was such a pleasure to learn more about you and um you gave mm-hmm. us so many beautiful insights and new perspectives in how to look like i see your tagline, in there seeing beyond what's visible and mm-hmm. i think you you're doing such beautiful work in the world so thank you so much for everything oh, you do you. my pleasure thank you so much for listening to confidence from within if you enjoyed this episode